0: Do you have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? a you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to feel strong to help awaken the force within you, to learn tools and tips for living an extraordinary life, because everyone deserves to feel powerful, to create a life that they love. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I wanna share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. All right, everyone, you are tuning into the Journey to Worthy podcast. Thank you for tuning in this week. And for those of you that listen regularly, you do know that I offer tips for changing your behavior, managing yourself, and finding areas of growth and change to live a great life. And but part of what I do to change is what I refer to as the deep inner work. This is stuff that's, you know, really important for me to look at deep within myself if I'm going to be of service to anyone else. And in recovery, we call this. The inside job. So, we say the change is an inside job, meaning that changing your circumstances or surroundings isn't going to always get you the best results. Maybe it's part of it, but the real work is the deep inner work. And we all have areas where we need, you know, change and breakthrough, whether it's your health or relationships, career, your self esteem. And today's topic is actually going to be around money. So, The outer work is changing the habits. You know, it's maybe being on top of your financial situation, but the inner work is changing the story. And this is really important to me because I have these stories that I've been carrying around that I've been telling myself that have basically shaped who I've become as an adult. And I take this work really seriously because for me to help others change, I want to be fully willing to change myself. And what I love doing is helping people see that they can become their own hero in whichever area their breakthrough needs to happen. So people know that I do really love Star Wars and stories of heroes in general. So in the beginning, you know, some of these characters are stuck. They're limited. People like Luke Skywalker or Rey from Star Wars. You know, they come from nothing. They are powerless and they're seeking understanding and and figuring out their self-worth or people like Neo from the Matrix they feel like you know they have no options and that he had no power but he was seeking for more and so sometimes we all need a guide to show us we are capable to teach us to channel our mindset to to expand our mindset and i really have been blessed to have people challenge me to believe to believe that i can have power that i can make change and then i can I can change the way I look at the world. I can change the way I speak into the world. That I can change my existence and my mindset. So today, I'm going to talk about some of the realizations that I've had around money, my experience and my beliefs. And then I'm going to talk about some of the deep work that I'm doing and the process of rewriting my story around money. And then I'm going to offer you some tools to help you get to the root of what your story might be. Changing your money mindset is, I almost wanted to say challenging, but it, it is possible. One of my online mentors, Rich Litfin, shares that to change the way we live, we must look deeper than the things we do. We need to look at how we see and how we speak into our lives. So therefore, language is important. And we need to get to the root of how we see things to take you know, some serious action and change so what i'm currently realizing about myself is especially being an entrepreneur now as a coach i need to have the right mindset around money and the thing is that i have all of the saboteurs i have all of the inner critics and the the gremlins that basically fear they fear the unknown they fear the potential um and i have this mentality around finances that it comes from scarcity you know, knowing my worth is, is challenging sometimes because I've come from a certain place in my life where I'm carrying these beliefs around, these belief systems. It's been hard to ask for what I want and what I think I deserve and expect. So imagining what I want my business as a coach to look like and the amount of money I want to make, I know that I need to take steps to get there. This means really taking a look at my current beliefs. And so some of these beliefs, you know, to be honest, like I, I have experience as being quite poor and growing up in poverty and fearing that there's not going to be enough. You know, my focus, my a lot of my life has been on security and having enough. And this is not actually very useful in my new sort of role as an entrepreneur in the last year. It's been challenging because I have to think from a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset, not a scared mindset. Now to get an understanding of how I have operated with money, I want to bring your attention to a research study that was done, and this was called the Marshmallow Test. And for anyone that's heard of it, they know that it took place at Stanford. But what they did was they put a marshmallow in front of a child, and they said to the child, You can have one marshmallow now, or if you wait 15 minutes without eating the first one, then I will give you two marshmallows. Now, whether the child is patient enough to double the payout and wait for that second marshmallow apparently has shown the willpower in this child and in their future to show the dividends and how they'll pay down the line. At school and eventually at work, So passing the test is to many, a promising signal of future success. Now, I bring this up because I was the kind of person that wanted that first marshmallow, the kind of guy that, you know, focused on that instant gratification, because it, it's really what I, I thought was possible. You know, I, I didn't believe that that second marshmallow might be there 15 minutes later you know, poverty and growing up with no money leads to a short-term focus rather than a long-term gain. You can maybe imagine that someone that is not used to having money or not used to having you know, an expectation that there's going to be money and food in the pantry maybe, that kid's gonna take that one marshmallow because it's what's in front of them right now. They don't know if the other marshmallows are even real. And so that's really been my story you know like i will take what's in front of me right now because i believe that that's what i need to do i'd rather take that than the chance of not having anything later you can really imagine what it's like and for example look at my past and and give me a credit card i'm sold on the deal that i have to take now and you know i can have this instant gratification now and i can tell myself that i'm living now because you only live once and that it's so nice now that i can have these nice things that i didn't have when i was young but even though I do all of these things in my life now and I'm living more and more and I am succeeding and I have these clients and I've got all this success in my past, I'm still operating on these old beliefs that this instant gratification. So knowing now that in order to get ahead, I have to evaluate how I look at money. Knowing my impact as a coach and believing I am worth great value and saying it in sales conversations has had me feeling, you know, slightly timid. Why would they pay me? Why would they pay this much? And honestly, it's, it's honestly just new. It's new for me in this past year. There's an imposter syndrome that arrives. But guess what? What I know from talking to everyone is that every entrepreneur faces this not even entrepreneurs. Everybody faces this when they start to break out of these old belief systems of making money. And it takes some effort to face this, this sort of you know, programming from our youth. And there's no blame to be put anywhere because my family did the best they could. They loved me the best they could. And to be honest, that was such a long time ago. And I know that I'm capable of taking responsibility for myself, for how I operate with money now, because I am responsible for myself. These are some of the beliefs that I know that I'm ready to change. And so this has led me to some serious work, this realization that I need to face this thing in my life. And working with some coaches that have helped me see you know, the way I was looking at things, they've helped me to encourage me to do some work around it, and there are some great resources out there. So I'm going to tell you part of what I have faced in these sessions is that I have felt like a victim around money. I've, in the past, I felt like I didn't get a break, that being financially responsible and building wealth, that it's, well, it's hard. But, you know, even having believed that and believing my story, I was starting to get tired of hearing myself say it. If you have ever felt like a victim and have realized it isn't getting you anywhere, then you actually start getting tired of your story that you've been telling yourself and others. So now I'm so ready to face it, to make changes, to start believing change is possible. And a coach that I was working with suggested I read this book. And she suggested the title of the book is called Overcoming Underearning. The author is Barbara Scanny. So this is a great book for entrepreneurs or anyone that's a freelancer, or anyone that has negative beliefs around money, because it really challenges you to look at where the beliefs came from, to rewrite them, and gives you some amazing tools for moving forward. So the book has five steps, but I will focus more on the first for today that's really had me in these places of deep reflection that have helped me get clear on what I really need to start with. So the five steps are to tell the truth, to shed light on the situation. Step two, make a decision. Step three is to stretch. Step four is to create community. And step five is to respect and appreciate money. So again, I'm just going to focus on the first step, which is telling the truth. And the beginning of this book really focuses on your self-worth and your self-esteem. So I thought you might appreciate it because that's what the journey to worthy is all about. So it's about shedding light on what's going on in you and what's important. And there's amazing exercises in this book that really have taken me to a place of deep reflection. And I'm going to discuss some of these exercises with you. In the earliest part of the book, there's an exercise on writing down what you would do if you knew you had six months left to live. So what would you be doing? And what's it gonna look like? And if you could take a moment and just actually close your eyes and imagine you're at the doctor, And they've just given you this diagnosis. I'm sorry you have only six months left to live. And you walk out of the doctor. And you think to yourself. What are you going to do? How are you going to fill your time? Well, what will you do now? Where will you be living? Will you travel anywhere? Who will you be with? Who will you spend your time with? And what things will you change from the way you've been living your life already? Maybe what will you add to your life now that you know you only have this little time left? And what are you going to eliminate? What are you going to cut out? I really, I actually cried doing this exercise because I realized how much I may. I may actually need to change to spend time doing the things I want to do and to stop, you know, limiting myself. I really started to see how I was limiting myself. You know, I would stop waiting to be happy until I had enough. I would start celebrating what I have now. I would change my worry into satisfaction. You know, I would appreciate the things in my life. I would love myself for my wins and my losses embrace myself for having shown up as a special human wanting to make an impact wanting to help people and i realize my wanting to be of service is more than wanting to be a success it's my legacy it's it's how i contribute it's my calling in this world so another exercise the book takes you through is looking at those voices and now if you want to learn more about the voices you know the inner critic the saboteur uh, check out one of the previous episodes on saboteurs. But it's starting to face those saboteurs, to listen to what they're saying. You know the ones that say, you're not going to make it. You shouldn't even want to make money. You shouldn't focus on money. That's greedy. Or you don't manage your money. You don't know how to do this. And if you have more money, you, you'll, you'll just squander it all. Or that it's too scary. It, this, is, this work is too scary. And you can't, you can't do this right. You're not going to get it right. And so to battle it, you know, you have to listen to that other side of yourself. What does the inner true you really say? You know, the one that knows what you're capable of. You need to take a moment and look in and that quiet little voice that you hear that knows you are worthy. What do they say? What do they see for you? And maybe go into the future. Let's talk to your future self from five years from now. What do they say about you? What do they say you're capable of? And what do they know about money? Another great part of this book is there's a self esteem checklist. You see how it it all roots in how we feel about ourselves. So the self esteem checklist, you know, it asks you these and you, you check them off if they apply. But do I blame someone else for my situation? Do I blame myself even if it's not my fault? Do I do what others want even if I don't want to? Am I holding myself back or easily giving in to avoid upsetting or hurting or angering or offending someone? Do I let others demean or put me down? Am I reluctant to set lofty goals for fear I won't attain them? Am I filled with big dreams, but no follow through? Do I give up at the sign of failure or rejection? Am I embarrassed or scared to make mistakes? Do I do what I say I'm going to do? And am I willing to ask for what I want? So it says, if you checked off a couple of these, that your self-esteem might need a boost. And I think that we all need a little bit of a boost sometimes. So you can see how these statements are all characteristics of low self-esteem, and it's up to us. We have to change ourselves, and any of the actions towards your money beliefs, you've already taken them yourself, and that means that you can continue to change them and move forward. So the book defines under-earners as people with high tolerance for low pay, and someone who earns less than their potential despite their need or desire to do otherwise. So you can see that this is all about value and worth. And I don't want to give away the whole book, but I can tell you that I was ready to face some of the problems and beliefs around money. And I was ready to tell the truth and to face my beliefs and my behaviors. It's important. And I'll share some of my truths with you. So in the past, I have disliked people who have money. I resented them as a kid because I didn't have any. I had a hard time asking people for money. I undervalued myself. I felt trapped. I blamed others about my money problems, and I gave my power away. I avoided paying attention to my finances. I've even sabotaged myself when things go well, you know, craving comfort, leaning into that instant gratification. I've also found myself really busy filling my time with tasks. I've often had no savings and some family history of debt. And I never truly knew where I stood with my money, often living in a cycle of catching up and debt. So sometimes this has actually felt like being an ostrich with my head in the sand, you know, just hoping for the best, but it's, you know, it's time for this to stop. It's enough is enough. And I've had these moments in my life where I've had to face myself and realize that it was time to change, time to grow up, realizing that I've done this to myself and that I can change it. So the first step really is about telling the truth, like she says in the book. And in order to get to the bottom of this, you might actually want to do what she calls a money autobiography. So this looks like, you know, asking yourself in journaling, what are your earliest memories of money? Were you given any allowance? What was your experience, being paid or not? How old were you when you first started earning money? And what did you do? How did you feel? What's the most you've ever made? What about what's the least? And what were the messages that you were given about work and money? So if I really look at where my beliefs around money came from, and I look at my earliest memories of money, I... I look and I see that money brought anger. Money was about stress, fights with parents, you know, lack, uh fear, no options, not enough. Feeling like I was missing out on what other people had and that was scary, you know, and that that I wasn't going to have enough. My biggest fears were that I would just never have enough, I would never be okay. I believe that I didn't know how to handle money or I didn't deserve money. It's very negative and very dark and depressing. And it needs an upgrade. You know, and parent my parents struggle has influenced my beliefs around money, but it doesn't dictate how I move forward and I'm all about changing my mindset and how I see it to not live in fear or to struggle anymore you know if I look at my beliefs my core beliefs are that money is hard and it's scary and a chase and it's too much but those are all words those are all victim words which is what I'm moving away from and I have have mastered mindset in other areas so this is the next move this is my next major step you know, who am I being around money? I want to choose who I'm being. I choose to be hopeful and dedicated and responsible and creative and worthy. And how I'm choosing to see money now is that I'm, it's, it's, it's giving, it's easy to get it. It's what I deserve for the impact I create. It helps me, it helps me build a bigger impact. It helps me expand and how I make money, I believe, is that people will want to pay because they see value in what I do and what I've changed and what I've received. You know, they'll want to invest in themselves. And I can reset my beliefs around money. My, my experience with money can change. I know that my beliefs have held me back and that feelings like guilt and shame and fear have closed me off from what's possible. And even with successes, you know, even with this momentum that I've created, these thoughts still can slow me down. If you're familiar with Marianne Williamson, she's a spiritual guru who you may have heard is running for president in the United States. She also wrote a book on money called The Law of Divine Compensation on Work, Money, and Miracles. Now Marianne talks about facing your negative sense of self. Facing the saboteurs, you know, to forgive ourselves, to turn on the love light, to let go of fear and judgments on money, that those about those that have it, to let go of fear and judgments on money and judgments on those people that have it. She says that speaking negatively of yourself, beating yourself up, and judging others closes you off from the miracle of receiving. So this might sound like some esoteric, crazy stuff, but I know how easy it is to be stuck in beliefs. You know, that that's not possible. That I'm not going to achieve that. I'm not going to be a success. This is all having a fixed mindset around money and your ability to move forward. And this keeps you remaining negative. Marianne shows how positivity is undervalued. And I really agree with her. It wasn't until I started imagining being successful... You know, deciding I deserved more, using positive affirmations to tell myself what was possible. That's when the clients started rolling in. That's when I started having breakthroughs, when I started believing, when I started getting paid. And what's interesting is I used to think people using positive affirmations, they just looked so hopeful and cheesy and even boastful. But now I know that this is actually just using the power of mindset and visualization to actually start attracting possibility. So the second step in the book is actually to make a decision, to make more, to choose how much you want to make, to use an affirmation to yourself that it's time to make more money, to determine how much you want to make next year, to start thinking about where you're going instead of looking back and focusing on where you've been. So the book even has you use a visualization on going to talk to your younger versions of yourself and telling them about your plans on how much you're going to make. So I actually spent some time and did a visualization and I spoke to my seven-year-old self and my 13-year-old self. And it was actually quite sad because, you know, I, I spent time with these kids and when I told them how much money I wanted to make, they were actually just looking quite sad and not wanting to make eye contact and they both thought that I was nuts and it's actually emotional just talking about it like I was looking at these kids and they were me but they were looking at me like that's not possible or go and have a nice life that's never going to happen to me and they looked so defeated and that was me and I cried after this experience because I see that child mind in me that really has been quite afraid and in disbelief. And I've been carrying around this scared little boy for my whole life. And I can't let that little boy make the decisions or create the mindset that I need to move forward in my life. So then what I did was I I had another part of the visualization where I spoke to my future self. Myself, five years in the future, and it was amazing because I watched I in my visualization I was chasing him through an airport because he was on his way to a flight and he was really busy and you know really confident. And when I told him about my plan, he said, "Oh, that's that's just the beginning. You know, you're going to have so much more." And it was almost like he held me to what I want for myself. Like he held me accountable to it, and he saw and empowered and believed in me. Now I know that that's a little bit out there, but really, this is the kind of stuff that I love doing now because the visualizations and focusing on where I want to be going, what I can do, my future self. This is all about using that power of imagery and and you know rewriting the the channels in your brain using neuroscience to move yourself forward. Even like well-known authors like Jen Sincero. You know she's the number one New York Times best-selling author of How to Be a Badass and How to Be a Badass with Money, and this is her story too. Like Jen went from being a forty-year-old freelancer writer living in New York City in like a a garage that had been turned into an apartment, and even she says that if you want to have success in your life, you have to have some clear financial goals. You have to visualize a more successful version of yourself. And to get there, you need to shed some light on your current situation. You need to make some change and not give up. She says that if you want to be a powerful person, you need money. She says it gives you options and freedoms. So you don't have to think about money all the time, which is that is exactly what I saw for myself in my visualization of making money. Mindset around money is what changes your circumstances. And now I know as... This sounds as new age as it comes. But when you're in a different state of feeling and believing, you act and show up differently. And how desperate are you for a change? I mean, I'm there. Like, I've I've already come this far, and I'm tired of listening to my same old story in my head and of living the same cycle. And the first thing that I need to do is I need to... Get clear on what are those beliefs. You know, I need to face it. It's like recovery. Like the first step is admitting that I have a problem, a problem with my thinking, that maybe I don't have the answers, that if I want change, I need to make a decision to change and I need to commit to it. And I need to believe that something better is out there for me. So in closing, I will give you some tips. I will give you some suggestions and please listen to this episode again and think about doing the visualizations that I've done. But also, just ask yourself right now, on a scale from 1 to 10, where are you on your money scale right now? What does your life around money look like right now from 1 to 10? And if you answered 7, 8, 9, 10, excellent. There's always room for, for growth, but that's great. If you answered a 5 or a 6, what, what makes it a 5 or a 6? What would a 7 or an 8 look like? And why did you rate it a 5 or 6? Why not a 3 or a 4? What would that next step look like? What is some action you can take to start moving towards that next step? And then also, in order to get clear on those beliefs, start try this. Just start writing down. Just quickly, don't think too much about it. Money is and then fill in a blank. Money is blank. Money is blank. Keep doing it. Just keep writing it down and you'll start to see that there's there's these beliefs, these patterns that emerge. Mine were that money is is a challenge. Money is hard. Money is is greedy. Money is a hustle. You know, these these beliefs around money are that it's difficult to attain. Ask yourself, what are your fears around money? What does having money mean to you? What would you do with more money? And what are your judgments and assumptions about people with money? And then from here, now you have a list of these beliefs. You need to write them all down, but then you need to write a new belief. You need to write a a rewrite of that belief or a new mantra that you would like to replace it with. And then... Once you start doing that, start reading those on a regular basis. Start believing that money is easy. Money comes to everyone. Money is, keep filling in the positives. Read them all the time. Read them when you're in doubt. And then start looking for opportunities and synchronicities that show up. Because this is exactly what I've been doing that's helped me realize that there's more realize that i can change and my mindset it just gives me ease when i start believing the positives that come with money i can change my mindset so i hope that this has helped you i hope that this has helped you get clear on your beliefs and uh, maybe give you some tips and tools and ideas for how you can start to change your mindset around money it's all about deciding who you want to be what kind of person you want to show up as in the world and if you choose to be positive and open and hopeful and believing that money is attainable that's the first step in getting out there if you show up in the world believing that you can do this then you can and if you need help doing that because it's hard to do it alone find some people that you can be accountable that you can share this kind of talk with this kind of work Because you know what, it's really easy to spend time in your head believing the same old stuff, but it's also easy to spend time in the same groups of people where the same beliefs kind of live. You need to sort of stretch out of that to break into a new way of showing up. So again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Journey Worthy Podcast. Uh, Please reach out to me on Instagram if you want to talk more about this. My username is at journey2jeremy, journey number 2jeremy. Check out the website for show notes on this episode and and links to the resources at journey2worthy.com. And if you want some help with this, if you need help and support in rewriting your beliefs and your mindset, please reach out to me and let's have a conversation. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great week.